welcome back to another episode of the Millennial Entrepreneur. My name is Cian and I love following the journeys of other young entrepreneurs. And in this episode, I spoke with Erica DeSanti, the co-founder of We Road, a travel company that plans adventure tours around the world, focusing on young travelers. They coordinated over 30,000 European travelers and have been extremely successful with growing during the pandemic, where travel was the hardest hit industry. And so we covered how Erica came up with the unique business model of We Road that takes an alternative view of the adventure travel industry with a focus on the dynamics of the actual group. And also how We Road survived the pandemic through pivoting their business model temporarily and actually generated around £500,000 in revenue from gift cards alone, where 40% of those were purchased from people who had never even traveled with them. That's such a crazy statistic that Erica mentioned on the podcast, and you definitely want to stay to the very end of the episode to listen how she did that. And very lastly, how Erica built and is continuing to build an incredible community where most of her sales are generated from word of mouth. It's an incredible business that she's built, and you should definitely stay to the end of this episode because there's so much value in this one. Now, before we go on, I do want to give a quick thank you to everyone who has listened to the podcast since we've come back in 2022 and who has left, you know, some amazing comments in my DMs and like, yeah, all the new listeners as well that have come from all the, the previous guests that we've had on. Welcome to the podcast and thank you so much for coming on the journey with us. I do want to give a quick shout out to someone who's left a written review on the podcast. Um, if you do want to get a shout out in next week's episode, please do leave a written review on Apple Podcasts and I'll give you a shout out in the very next episode. You got my word on that. And this one comes in from jshay83, who says, informative, inspiring for new business owners. I really enjoyed listening to the podcast and getting a glimpse into the business mindset of entrepreneurs and small business owners, the highs and the lows, and what it takes to take the plunge into the business world. Thank you so much, jshay83, for leaving that lovely comment. I hope you do enjoy this episode as well. And if you do want to get a shout out in the next week's episode, you just have to leave a written review on Apple. Make it nice. (laughs) Make it good to read out and I'll give you a shout out in the next episode. You've got my word on that. So without further ado, let's jump into the episode. Hey Erica, how are you doing? I'm great, thanks. How are you? I'm very, very good, thanks. I think having you on the podcast now is very, very fitting because so I'm off to Sweden tomorrow and uh, just for like a short break, a short holiday. And it's really good to have you on because like that's your area of expertise. You're like all of your startups all about travel. It's all about holidays and stuff like that. Yes, it definitely is. And I actually be going to Iceland in a while. So we're all going up north in the next couple of days. So amazing. <laughs> I think it'll be there's so much stuff to jump into in this episode. We were before we hit record, we were like talking about so many different things. So I really just want to jump in. So I guess like what is what is we wrote for people that don't know? Well, actually, we wrote is a new way to travel together, like in uh, in small groups and explore the world with like minded individuals. At the end of the day, we are first and foremost a travel community of passionate travelers. And what we try to do with We Road is literally uh, bringing people together, enabling them to live the best uh, experiences in their lives in all destinations around the world. Right now, we are, I think, at more or less 100 destinations. And uh, yes, and the amazing bit is that you can actually travel with We Road all over Europe. So we have Italian rewarders, we have Spanish rewarders, and we have UK-based rewarders that actually are amazing because we have more than 16 different nationalities traveling together. Like, And this is like mind-blowing to me when I all started the business. I couldn't even imagine it would, would have gone so large, let's say, at scale. That's amazing, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's absolutely incredible. And I think 
I think how, like, I guess, how did you actually start the process? Because it's a very interesting story. And I think I do really want to talk about, I guess, how you're different. And I think like also, also how you got to that stage of like how you were different. So I guess like, firstly, how did it start? Well, I actually started in 2017. That seems ages ago to me right now. Um, because me and my founders or are like millennials, this amazing generation, I would say. Uh, and we had the need of like, traveling with friends but our friends didn't match our holidays our habits or our travel style right so we wanted to look for travel individuals uh, and uh, like-minded ones that could literally join the experience with us and it was so tough to do that and uh, uh, what my other co-founders actually did was like trying to look for uh, operators companies that did exactly this uh, not in Italy where we are all originally from but abroad and it has set out like some of our actual also competitors, but I wouldn't say the name, by the way. <laughs> and uh, what they realized were was that probably the groups they traveled with were a little bit too big or too wide to literally get to know the people they were traveling with. Or the age range was too diverse to enable them to literally establish our connections after the trip, right? Because at the end of the day, we are all on the lookout of new friends, we want to fight loneliness with our business, right? So basically that was uh, something that was missing in their travel experiences at the time. Uh, another thing was like travel styles. Everybody has had their own travel mood, travel approach. And, uh, uh, and this was a little bit like of a problem during the trip, right? Because, you know, making everybody happy during a trip is like the biggest challenge ever. So when they came back from these trips, they literally said, okay, let's try and create our our own way of traveling for, for millennials. And we came up with like we wrote, right? So the whole concept relies around like small groups from eight to 15 people max so that you can literally talk to at least five minutes a day with each person in the trip, right? And um more or less the same age range, right? So between 25 and 35 and 35 and 45 years old. So that obviously you also are in the same period of your life and you can also share uh, challenges, issues, or also positive bits about your life at the same time during during your trip. And last but not least, uh, we wanted this trip to be unique. Uh, every trip with We Road is different than the other. And this is an enabled by our travel coordinators. So you don't get a very touristy experience by traveling with, uh, with, with us. And that's the whole concept around the We Road experience. But we have this travel coordinators literally enabling us to leave the best experience for the group at the same time. And it could actually be me and you, like touring a group around the, the world. Uh, so also this, I think it's very different from what happens uh, in a normal um, travel company, let's say. What I would love to jump into, Erica, and you articulated it so well, is that so when you started, it was a very interesting process that you just mentioned there. How, I guess, the, the traditional travel agency exist and they, they book holidays or whatever, for I mean, even some of them do for for groups, as you just mentioned. But what you're doing differently is that you are focusing more on the actual group dynamics, as well as like the friendships within that group of like, because that that wasn't really focused on before with group bookings. It was more focused around like how many people can we just sell for this one thing. It was more of a do we have a critical mass to make profit on this? And um, it's a very interesting thing. And I I would really much compare it to like a, a blue ocean strategy where 
you've got this, you've got like different preferences of the people that weren't kind of being met. And like there was, there was oversaturation in that traditional sort of like travel agents, I guess, but they were all kind of focusing around the same customers, same consumers. Whereas you were coming in a very fresh angle with the, with the millennials focusing just on the group dynamics and also the experience, which is kind of like, wasn't, it wasn't being hit before. That's a very interesting angle, like angle that you were taking there. How did you actually like practically start it though? How did you test it out? Yeah, well, actually, I think that group dynamics are as important as tour management itself. So as you uh, rightfully said, everybody was like focused on group traveling to maximize like money, basically, and the outcome of like traveling. Like, so it was a cheaper way to travel uh, since the very, very first day. What we understood with we wrote is that actually traveling in group is what makes the travel worth a lifetime experience uh, and that's actually in our in our mission that of creating and designing like experiences that literally change people's lives so uh, the way in which we pulled it through was based on our expertise as entrepreneurs as well so um paolo michael my, the founder of we road and fabio and i all are very, very much focused on community and the experience itself. And we think that experiences are transformative by design. So um, what we try to do when designing an experience, a trip, for example, is not thinking it in a way that is like, okay, this, uh, this is an amazing trip that can be operating XYZ times, but rather um, which is the emotional curve that every person just goes through during this trip. So I'll give you a very concrete example of it. So at the very first uh, moment, in the very first moments of the trip, what we try to do is like do bonding activities or do like tough transfers, because at the end of the day, people during transfer get to know each other. They have time to spend sitting one next to the other talking about their lives. So at the very, very first, in the very first moments of this kind of experiences, it's fundamental to break the ice, get to know the other people and not just feeling like, oh my God, what do we do right now? I want to do this. That person wants to do that. Oh, how, how can we cope with it? Like, oh my God, we're going to like divide the group since day one. This is bad, right? So what we try to do with our design, with our product, with our experience design is literally not making this happen, but rather the opposite. So uh, enabling the experiences that we put together to become like the perfect in that particular moment. And also we train our travel coordinators to understand that and be the I always say the directors of the orchestra somehow, right? So or the director of the experience so that they can roll it out in the best way possible. So um, testing it out, it's uh, intense, it's tough, but at the same time, it's the best bit of our job, right? So going on travels and uh, the coolest bit about it is that our travel coordinators at the end of the day are our first and foremost ambassadors and they're on the ground every day so every day we have tons of uh, trips on and we can have them also test out and keep on constantly improving our our experience. And we got our feedbacks and all this like super, super consolidated things. That, but it seems like the business model is quite difficult to, I guess there's so many different players in, at play that you need to focus on and on keeping them happy. So there's obviously the travel coordinators you were saying within the different des destinations. That's a difficult thing to manage in itself because they're across different geographies, different locations. And like, you have to also ensure that they withhold a certain quality, right? Like, that's, that's quite difficult. And also, obviously, it's attracting like, 
it's attracting the customers, it's attracting that group, but it's also matching them together based on preferences and based on ages and stuff like that that you were mentioning. I mean, for me as an outsider, it seems like an incredibly difficult business model to grow. And you have to have obviously hit that critical mass to make it pro- profitable per trip. Yes, uh, actually, um, I mean, tour operating is very old as a concept, let's say. So the whole uh, operational side of package holidays, of putting like services together, say it brutally, let's say, if I want to say it brutally, um, it's some, a competence that we can actually buy from the market. It's very, very much consolidated. What is new here is the management of what normally are referred to as tour guides, right? So we don't call them tour guides. We don't consider them tour guides, but rather as travel buddies. And so uh, we invest more than any other tour operator in selection, training, onboarding, engaging, engagement of of these uh, um, travel coordinators. And that is the key to scalability, because at the end of the day, those people enable us to scale our product quality, scale our experience quality. So we literally don't lose uh, a single feedback that could be lost if scaling multiple countries because we have our ambassadors there and this is something that nobody can can tell, basically. Um, Then they enable us to have local spontaneous ambassadors imagine like most businesses like setting up marketing strategies to develop uh, referral programs ambassador programs how do i keep them engaged we have already done it through the travel coordinator community because at the end of the day we invested in training selecting them which basically means getting them to know the brand heart and making them feel part of the brand part of the company, part of the community, first and foremost. So we talk about brand, they talk about community. It's their their real reason for being, that of being connected with new, cool travel coordinators and people, right? Uh, so these, I think, are the, the keys to, to scalability. And then the last probably bit is that thanks to our focus on social media assets that are, at the end of the day, the major channel of communication of our generation, we are like literally always present in people's life, not just when they travel with us, but we literally become their buddy in with a meme, with a, a mm, we're very ironic, by the way. <laughs> so with ironic memes uh, that have probably nothing to do with, I don't know, what you can do in day three in Vietnam. But at the same time, you're, you're there like joking around something that has happened in people's life and uh, we're present and we can maximize the impact that we have on on our community, cutting down conversion costs and cutting down like all other, you know, uh, side side aspects of rolling out a marketing a marketing strategy that in, in different markets. Uh, but yes, at the same time, what I always say is like we create value with with this because we, every penny we invest in uh, in marketing, it goes directly into the growth of uh, of our community and this actually also paid off during COVID for example because we became a media brand uh, and we had like also we were able to monetize out of our marketing um, reach <laughs> at the end of the day so uh, this also became a new stream uh, stream of revenue 
Erica talks so well about how she built the supply side of her business. So, you know, attracting the travel coordinators and building a really strong relationship with them. So they, you know, it's ensured that they provide such a great service. But I wanted to move on to see how she actually attracted the demand side of her business. So the people who are actually going to pay for her service. And so we talked about that now. Well, actually, it's always been like, uh, I would say Instagram, the first and foremost, uh, right now, TikTok is growing very, very much. Uh, we had the Obaco Facebook groups helping us a lot uh, to keep people engaged in our trips, not just because they're in this Facebook group to find travel mates, but also like to look at other people's experiences in a very, very spontaneous and natural way, right? Because it's like a tool that enables them to share um their experiences, their pictures, their insights about the destinations in a very um, common and communal environment, I would say, community, community style environment, right? So, and we, what we try to do is maximize all these assets in a way that they become so strategic and key uh, for the growth of our customers, right? And we combine it with offline events and activations. So at the end of the day, being a community, a local community, uh, because our travelers travel normally with people that live more or less in the same region area, let's say, um, also implies that we need to organize a lot of like offline community activations, right? So imagine that right now on a global scale, we have around, I would say, 40 events per week uh, spread all over Europe. And uh, part of them are organized, part of them are spontaneous. And I cannot even tell how many spontaneous local events are right now in this moment taking place because of we wrote um because imagine like a group of people that didn't know each other three weeks before like the trip then become best friends uh and then they start like organizing like reunions uh we have tons of reunions happening all over europe right now okay but more like i guess practically how did you approach each customer so you talked about the obviously the social medias and stuff like that before that was a strong platform like how did you approach your first customer groups because you obviously didn't have that before well in italy for example facebook group was key uh was key because millennial targets already spontaneously created tons tons of facebook groups and I'm talking about like 200, uh, 2015, 2017, more or less as years, right? And uh, they were like looking for travel mates because there was nobody in the market proactively using those channels to um, to attract customers, right? Uh, you need to imagine that probably in, uh, in Italy uh, and Spain, so in the Southern European market, travel agents weren't a thing for the millennial people, right? So uh, there was these big big gap between traditional tour operators only relying on travel agents and the need of millennial people to start approaching the group travel like world not having the right supply <laughs> supply chain to 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 attract them right so we literally were able to understand where they communicated right so where do they look for travel mates where do they look for travel inspiration so we took over with Instagram, the travel inspiration side of things. Okay, we're going to inspire you with travel um, pictures and peer-to-peer uh, -peer reviews on the travel destinations. So no longer like a paper catalog of uh, tour operator in the travel agent. No, 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 no. That's Instagram feed, right? So inspire, done. Group 
group actually it's a thing for millennials right so the need of relation the need of like getting to know new people wasn't there before it was like just cutting cost for us it's like literally center so how do you get to know new people how do we connect people cultures and stories that's the the way in which we do things so people looked for people on facebook groups and we created our own and instead of leaving it like very spontaneous we managed it proactively thus managing it as our sales acquisition channel at the end of the day that's interesting and, so you made your, yeah. your you made your very own like facebook group to attract people who are looking for this i guess like different people to travel with and you would kind of connect them manually exactly exactly i mean it's um it's very community it can't be super structured let's say it needs to be managed and channeled right and i would say also educated so what what you can do with community is give the go <laughs> and then have them do the work from themselves it needs to be spontaneous so what we did with the facebook community is that we basically trained them to use the, the tool we basically trained them about the format of our trips we had them um experience it firsthand with our trips and we had other people like witnessing that it was good and amazing and life-changing traveling with us so basically the people that book with us became spontaneous ambassadors in the community and when we understood it all worked so well it was when people were answering on our behalf so the community was literally ignited right so um the engagement rate is insane especially in the, in the most major markets right now and people understood how the whole community of WeWork works and work around it on their own making that's making it super super scalable um and uh yes i think this is like the the key pillar let's say around community building and like you you built the community so effectively that during the pandemic you didn't lose money that, this is the really interesting thing like because you you so you started since 2017 yeah 2020 <laughs> wasn't it so yes. like but you carried on like with different revenue streams and like you do in an industry that was like probably hit the hardest in the in the pandemic you you survived and you're like you're growing now how how did you do that yeah well actually it was intense challenging but amazing at the same time because i think that during the pandemic i i personally is uh, and but also i think all the people that worked uh, along with me realized how powerful what we've built was uh, and how powerful our community uh, were uh, what happened at the end of the day was that all the people that travel with us and all the travel coordinators belonging to our community reunited together and kept first and foremost engaged <laughs> so you know there was the the boom of online things basically they created like a bazillion of activities online to keep themselves engaged and feel that they didn't want to lose the community right so we felt that too and we did our best not to um close the, the business but rather doing the opposite so uh we didn't um, freeze the company but we kept on fighting and uh, what we did was the team uh started doing consultancy because we were like skyrocketing in growth right before the pandemic and everybody wanted my talents <laughs> with talents i mean my people right so i was like how how, how am I but supposed not to consultancy lose for what though consultancy for like for travel for because obviously travel wasn't doing well at that point so like what where were you consulting we're amazing marketers and community makers so all the marketing team all the people working in community 
all the people working on operations, we are like we we were we we literally started like um, innovating the whole industry, the whole way of launching and scaling an operational business because that's a that's a super intense uh, an operational business. So the people we trained were amazing in helping other startup to grow and other startups to scale. So basically we we started like uh, having our talents working for other companies, not losing talents, but rather have them engaged and having them challenged because at the end of the day, the worst thing that could happen uh, for an ambitious person working for an ambitious company is not having ambitions anymore, right? So uh, that was the the biggest, uh, let's say, threat that we had at the time, even more than closing the business, losing the people we we were onboarded and losing the community we created, right? Because otherwise, if we lost those two things, we would have lost value and credibility in the market, right? So this was one thing that we did. Then um, we went back to startup phase, let's say. Uh, that's a, a phase of business that I love. So we started launching new business within WeRoad and uh, we um, created a, um, um, an e-commerce of our our own merchandise in 24 hours. Um, and uh, uh, also what we did was like launching our own gift, uh, gift card uh, uh, website and selling half a million revenues in one week during the pandemic. I, if I'm not wrong, it was April 2020. Well, that was just uh, in merchandise and in gift cards. It, it was mainly in gift cards. And I can tell you the reason why. And I was so, so impressed about the result of it because at the end of the day, what we did at the time was group travels between people that they don't know each other, right? All over the world because we mainly operated Peru, Colombia, Costa Rica, Japan. So exactly the no-go list for a pandemic. Uh, so we came up with the idea of like, okay, let's do gift cards, right? Enabling people to buy a holiday without knowing when and where they can go. <laughs> so basically it was like, okay, that's the only thing we can try and understand if it works. And it actually worked so well. Uh, I thought in the it was first like a place- like a mystery that- holiday. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, the, the concept is uh, that of the gift card. You can use it when and where uh, for whatever destination you wanted. And uh, yeah, uh, and uh, so basically we gave all the people that know us, knew us at the time, the possibility to have a discounted holiday at the end of the day, as soon as uh, uh, the pandemic uh, would have been like a, a bad, bad memory, right? What happened was uh, that we not only sold these gift cards to repeaters that was my expectations right so people that have already traveled with us and stuff but we were able to do acquisition with it so i think 60 percent of the the um, the bookings uh the purchased gift cards were coming from people that have never traveled with us so that witnessed like the kind of impact we had in the last i would say couple of years but before like the pandemic. Eric, erica why why do you think people like the because like we, we talked about how strong your community was but 60 percent of the people who've never sort of traveled with you why do they bought gift cards like that's that's a very interesting question to ask especially in the pandemic why do you think that was that, that was community that word of mouth because at the end of the day, before the pandemic, I think we had like around 20,000 travelers that travel with us with an average uh, score. I mean, the rating of our trips that was above nine out of 10. And at the time we had around 400 travel coordinators in Italy and Spain. So those people and I mean, our people love us, right, in the sense that they literally feel 
the community was central to their their lives or an accelerator to their lives right so what what they've seen probably and experienced as we did during the pandemic was literally they saw their community threatened right in survival right so uh the whole the whole thing was like guys i don't know i just want to get out of this situation as soon as i can get out i'll be doing it because what i want right now is getting to know new people i've been like locked in uh, alone or with like my probably mm, flatmate <laughs> hopefully you liked it you know um but so what they wanted after the pandemic was new people new connections so the need the need of uh, connecting people that was our reason for being in the very first place after the pandemic and in the let's say uh poses of the pandemic was even harder and bigger and i i was i would say like fundamental to fight loneliness I, and i mean everybody knows the stories that like everybody went through during the pandemic right so loneliness loneliness for all generations was a thing but especially i think for gen zers and millennials it was like bad right so um we were there with the right uh, fit. I, f- I find that phenomenal how like you, so in the pandemic, you switched to, I know consultancy, but you generated about 500,000, I guess, like euros from yeah. gift card sales because like but people didn't even know when they were going to use them because how strong your community, 60% of them were from like people that never traveled with you, how strong your community was. I guess the last question before we wrap up is, like, what's the secret behind building such a strong community? Well, uh, <laughs> actually, I, I think it's all built around values and a solid vision. Uh, and for us, community, vision, mission, things like that aren't buzzword or tick boxes in a startup like Canva, business model, whatever, but literally are the core to, to the reason why we stand, <laughs> okay? And we, we go ahead and we, we set our own ambitions. So for us, like literally having the vision of connecting people, cultures and stories during the pandemic was like the light at the end of the tunnel kind of uh, feeling, right? So uh, we kept like fighting and going forward that direction steady and the whole community followed because they, I think they've never, never felt that we, would have left them behind somehow or that the, we we would have give up um, in, in 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 any in any in any moment but rather in any moment that it was possible to travel to get back on the road we we did it uh becoming sort of wave makers in the market we opened like tourist corridors to canary islands when it was possible to do so we we always said what we thought as a brand so taking a stand um in, during the pandemic fighting against prejudice against everything uh and so people see it uh very very i think bluntly and they they trust us and i think that's the the secret uh recipe just being like consistent <laughs> and uh focused uh, towards uh the reason why we are we are all here <laughs> amazing erica that that was such a great episode thank you so much for coming on the podcast i i can't wait to see what we wrote does um you know now, now the pandemic is more more like over so how could people stay in touch with you and what you're doing i've heard as well that you've launched in the uk now i think yeah, yes. you, you mentioned it so like yeah how can people stay in touch with you and what you're doing 
Yes. Well, actually, first and foremost, follow us on uh, on Instagram. It's at WeWrote underscore travel. So there you can basically see all the things that we're we're doing and as sharing is one of our values right you can you can basically see everything that happens behind the scenes and uh, in the scenes uh, all over the world fantastic thank you so much erica thanks again. a million Tina. and uh, yeah thanks. i'll speak to you very soon thank you again thanks Thank you so much for staying at the very end of this episode and for listening to this episode of The Millennial Entrepreneur. It means so much these days to the very end. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to leave a five-star written review on Apple Podcasts. And as a thank you, I'll give you a shout out in the very next episode. Follow us on Instagram and LinkedIn. That's where all the juicy stuff happens, where the previews and all the value posts get uploaded. You don't want to miss those. And yeah, thank you so much for listening again. And I'll catch you in the next one.